My name is Rick Napier, a CEO at 321BizDev LLC. And today is March 2nd, 2023. And this is the 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 Pacific Time digital networking session. And uh, it is quite a session that I want to do. And I just want to give a give shouts out to people who have been on the, the session over the last two weeks. Uh, definitely Jessica Macho, who is the founder owner of Prestige Legal Nurse Consulting, and um, Nicole Cooster, who is the PhD, the professional nursing tutor. Uh, both of which are out in Western Pennsylvania. Then Greg Marshall, uh, a guy who have, I have known for about maybe 10 years, who is an expert at financial planning using insurance products. Then there is Lizette Oguin, and Lizette is a realtor and future Orange County, California, Fullerton, California, realtor and future broker and mortgage broker. And there's um, Jennifer DeCola, who's coming on board, and she's going to be the anchor for Philadelphia. Uh, Jennifer used to work at the Federal Reserve as well as uh, some like investment firms there in metro metropolitan Philadelphia. Then there's Sherry Frame, Oklahoma financial planning specialist, and some people that you don't know that are trying to make their way onto the show, but they're working during the daytime. And one person is Carla Sasser. She's a CPA who is my client in California, but she moved to Florida and she is my client out in the uh, Fort Myers, Florida area, the Naples, Fort Myers, Florida area. Uh, then there's um, there's a few attorneys that are coming on to the show. One attorney is Tony law one attorney oh her, her name is tony <laughs> and some i don't use her name a, i don't use her first name a lot but uh she is a uh, lawyer business attorney down in uh, los angeles we did a podcast episode about uh, a year ago and we've been talking back and forth and you know so we're going to talk about things related to small business owners and things related to uh, working your business. I got a, a text this morning from a small business owner who's part of the digital chamber. And the person says, I am ready to go full blown small business owner. And that is a testament to uh, people's desire to control their own lives, to have uh, decisions be made by them for the most part. I mean, not every decision or part of a person's success can come from all of their own individual efforts because we do have consumers that contribute and support small business owners. But for a person to say that they want more control in their small business is, is, a, is a sign that things are moving forward. And that's where I was about 20 years ago when I was leaving corporate America. And I was working 80 hours per week. And I actually love my job, except the job required 80 hours per week of 
doing spending about 50 to 60 hours there at the office and then coming home and spending another two to three four hours just looking at stuff thinking about stuff going to bed late getting up early being at the airport at five o'clock in the morning to fly down to LA and then back getting back here in Northern California by 8 p.m. just to do the same thing over and over again so it is not a piece of cake to jump in the small business owner arena definitely not but for those who have that desire to jump in to do their own thing it does require something called effort and and that'll be the first topic I got two topics today that'll be the first one the first one is about efforts and task and this subject comes up because looking back uh, when two when three two one biz they have started um, a lot of the people that I initially met with dentists financial planners CPAs they were very brilliant people and today they still are brilliant people and white-collar small business owners that is attorneys CPAs dentists general contractors plastic surgeons insurance brokers real estate brokers or any traditional small business owner who has a product or service and is selling that product or service at like five hundred or thousand uh, dollars starting and up uh, these are the the people who are very well educated they have bachelor's degrees they have master's degrees they have PhDs they have certifications like DDS and LCSW and um, you know Esquire for attorneys these are very educated people they know their jobs and tasks very well and I always like to say um, when you speak with the white-collar small business owner and they and you need their their uh, their legal help you need their their medicine dentistry uh, nursing yes they can do that job and that is what is called the task that is the task part of the business the task part kicks in when someone agrees or a prospect is converted to a client and that client says yes I am ready to engage in your services or use use your company for the, the things that I need accomplished so that white-collar small business owner begins to fulfill the order and a task is a uh, part of an order fulfillment which means the attorney is going to court after the, the attorney has been hired by the plaintiff or the defendant in some cases the dentist is now performing the root canal or installing the Invisalign appliance you know for three four five six thousand dollars the CPA now that he or she has been hired is now uh, producing the statements that have to go to the states or to the IRS uh, recording their their profit and loss their revenues uh, paying for employee um, Social Security type things in other words the CPA sends 
information to government agencies, both at the state level and federal level, just giving the agencies um, a three-month snapshot of the person's business, you know, sending in tax taxes that need to be sent to the IRS and perhaps the state governments. The plastic surgeon is doing the tummy tuck, the breast implant, the perhaps moving, removing some veins, uh, breast reduction, all of the above. The general contractor is modifying that building, you know, building that house. You know, the, the general contractor has the state licenses from the contracting licensing board. That's what it's called here in California. And that contracting licensing board uh, gives that license number saying that the general contractor knows how to use a ruler, knows how to square all things up, knows how to put the the roof in, the electrical system, uh, the plumbing, uh, to make sure the floor is level, all that stuff, the financial planning person. And that's that's what I am also. So we know how to make sure that uh, people are qualified for certain um, financial products, suitability forms, uh, making sure that people are initially qualified to purchase health insurance based on their, their, their medical profile. Real estate agents, they know what they have to do. They have to you know, get people pre-qualified. They have to list a house. So what I'm trying to say is that these are all the tasks that are involved with uh, helping consumers and clients get what they want, you know, out of these companies. But on the other side of the equation, and this is where there's probably a 90 to 95% void. Now we're talking about the effort side. The effort side, just to use a cliche, is missing in action. And it's not primarily the fault of the white collar small business owner that effort is missing in action. It's mostly because the the effort, uh, discipline, or the things that need to be done to increase the effort proficiency, the effort productivity, has never been um, brought up to the white collar small business owner. Uh, so what are we talking about? We talk we're talking about sales systems and business development. Uh, 90 to 95 percent of white collar small business owners never receive this type of of uh, input or training or exercises to uh, take the business that they have studied for and receives received licenses for to move forward. So this effort part is simply the sales funnel and management of the sales funnel. And I know this topic, at least for me initially, when I left corporate America and I went independent, was a very scary topic. It was a very scary topic, and I'll explain why, but let me give some examples of effort. Okay, effort is the function that drives the growth of the business. See, the business is the effort side. The job is the task side. 
So let me say that one more time. It requires effort to grow the business, to work the business. The things that attorneys, dentists, CPAs, plastic surgeons, general contractors, uh, um, insurance agents and real estate agents do, that's the job side. That's fulfilling the order. So the functions of the effort side are contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, closing, and getting zero cost referrals. Uh, the first four are traditional uh, effort activities as defined going back 100, 100 years when it comes to uh, building a business. You can think about some of those cowboy movies where a person comes in and they and, uh, and the, the person that puts the, um, the horseshoes on the horse. I'm a city boy, so I'm not sure what that's called. I used to know what that's called, but I, oh, it's called a, a, a horseshoe smith, maybe. <laughs> um, but that person would come out and talk to the person coming into town with the horse and basically say, say something like, man, those, that, that horse needs new shoes. And that person with the horse would be stimulated to ponder that statement or consider that, that, that statement or question. So when that person that puts the horseshoes on the horse asks that question or makes that statement, that's the effort side of the business. Now, the person that has the horse and may need horseshoes has to make a decision. Is now the time to uh, replace the horseshoes? Does the money exist to replace the horseshoes? And if this person asking me about the horseshoes, is this the best person that can, you know, get the work done? But the good part about what I just mentioned is the person that puts the horseshoes on the horse. I know I'm probably sounding crazy talking about horseshoes on the horse and horseshoes, but I'm not sure what it's called. But that person that asked the question or made the statement, he or she has has done the effort part. Now, often the effort part um, cannot be uh, it's, it's not either, sometimes it's either a win or a loss, wh whether or not that person who needs the horseshoes will move forward. But what we need to understand is that the person that asked the question uh, the, or made the statement, he or she has done their work. That's the work, or that's the, that's the building of the business part, is asking the question, making the statement to a potential client or a potential prospect, you know, someone who wants or needs your product or service. So that's the effort part. So there are some numbers that I have compiled over the last 10 years that break down the percentage of time that uh, white collar small business owners should spend or not should spend or have available on the effort side versus the task side. So let's go through these white collar small business owner uh, effort versus task percentages. The industry that has the most time to build their business is the insurance industry, the financial services industry. 
80% of their time is available to find new clients because it only takes about 20% of the time to fulfill the order. So an insurance agent contacts prospects, the person says, yes, I want to move forward. Then it's only 20% of the time to fill out the applications and forward that application through uh, some of the underwriting processes or financial review to see if that client who needs financial services can have that order fulfilled. The next industry is the CPA industry, the Certified Public Accountant. That industry has like a 60 to 70% free time to dedicate to effort activities. Again, looking for new CPA clients. About 30% of the time for a CPA is spent updating the books on a monthly or quarterly basis. And it, you know, and if the CPA is a large CPA firm, there are accountants that perform that task. When I was in corporate America, I had many health insurance accounts that were CPA firms. So I had a chance to talk with uh, the CPA principals and to their credit, the majority of the time, the CPA principals, especially at medium-sized CPA firms that have maybe 40 to you know 100 employees, the business owner spends his or her time looking for new business. So the independent, the sole proprietor CPA um, has lots of time to look for new business, but you know, sometimes uh, they do, most of the time they do not. Okay, the next industry, as we move down the list, dentists have about 20 to 30% of their time to focus on effort. And 70% of that time is used to perform dental services on patients. So you can start to see that the, the more um, educated, the more credentialed uh, professionals have less time to dedicate to finding new clients. For dentists, the ideal situation for dentists is to have a way to connect with employers instead of onesie twosie patients. And I, I have a lot of experience in working with dentists uh, through 321BizDev. Uh, dentists have a very uh, unique challenge when it comes to their practices with many states having uh, uh, growing Medi-Cal and Medicaid. Medi-Cal is for California, Medicaid is used for the other states. So if you have dentists that are growing their patients in Medicaid, that means they have they have less time to focus on on patients who have traditional dental insurance and or can afford to pay for intermediate to complex dental treatment. So let's move to the plastic surgeon. The plastic surgeon has even less time than the dentist to find new clients on the effort side because plastic surgeons are spending about 80 to 90 percent of their time performing the tummy, tummy tucks, uh, you know, uh, what else? Uh, breast implants, breast reduction, 
uh, doing things with uh, with the nose. I mean, with the ears. I mean, their plastic surgeons have less time than the dentists. So that means, yeah, it might be it might be a good thing to say that the dentists. I mean, that that the plastic surgeons can perform all these services. You know, 80 to 80 to 90 percent of their time that they're in that they're working. But what if the number of patients aren't high? That means the plastic surgeon needs to find a solution to adding more patients, even though when the plastic surgeon is working, 80 to 90 percent of the time is performing these, these medical procedures. The general contractor is probably also in that high task percentage low effort percentage in terms of the, the number of hours available to uh, find new business as a general contractor. The general contractor is looking at, um, you know, permits. They're, they're looking at uh, blueprints, people that want their houses renovated, commercial properties that need to be built. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, there's a, logic, a lot of project management tasks that must be performed on time. So the general contractor is spending most of the time with making sure that things are completed under the specifications of the state and the, the desires of the, of the client. So again, what if the general contractor needs more business, but like a catch 22 situation, when they do have business, they have to spend 80 to 90% of the time. So let's go to the realtor. Now the realtor is also just as high as the insurance agent. It doesn't take much effort. Excuse me. It doesn't real doing the real estate business or working the real estate business is not a high task function as a former realtor and a person married to a realtor now, that's not a, a lot involved with uh, moving the the, the the house forward, signing the, the, the listing agreements, uh, signing the, the purchase uh, you know, contract, making sure the person is pre-qualified, following, following the, the transaction through title and escrow, uh, getting, making sure the, the person is pre-qualified to buy, uh, working with the contingencies, uh, doing the counter offers, all those things add up to about maybe 20 to 30 percent of the time. So that means the real estate agent has 70 to 80 percent of the time to find new clients. The challenge for real estate agents, and I'll just say this, is that most real estate agents have never been in business and doing something else before real estate. So going out and prospecting and connecting with people feels abnormal to most. Now, if you have some realtors that used to work in corporate America, or maybe they're coming from a traditional business and they decided to move and to work the real estate business. Now they understand that you have to contact people and you have to build a network of people who know that you are in the real estate industry or the mortgage industry. So that's what I see mainly in the real estate uh, industries that you have a lot of people that have never uh, been engaged with moving a product or service as a business owner and this is their first time 
engaging people and it and it doesn't feel good to them so they don't do it so what a lot of real real estate agents do they spend tons of money on on marketing uh, project or marketing uh, things that a lot of times don't deliver what they have paid in other words the ROI is very low for realtors who are spending money on marketing gimmicks um, and you know the companies that are making a killing in the real estate industries are the marketing companies so I recommend to realtors that if they have 70 to 80 percent of their free time to find new clients is to uh, get training hopefully from 321BizDev to get comfortable with contacting people and contacting people is walking the communities uh, to uh, pass out your flyers they call it farming uh, marketing opportunities for realtors that based on effort is saying saying hello to people in public settings like the like at the bank the restaurants the coffee shops so again I want to close this portion of the digital networking session the first topic in which I talked about efforts versus tasks that's a big one and to summarize many small business owners are spending an abundance of time on the task part and the effort part is a lone ranger a lot of people are not spending hardly any time on the effort part and just a, dis a disclaimer I would say 95% of social media uh, you know things like uploading posts those uh, social media uh, tasks or those social media marketing efforts do not count when it comes to effort because if you're not communicating and contacting with the real person on a, on a regular basis and you're exchanging information there's a dialogue uh, it doesn't count and uh, so that's what 321BizDev is here to help white-collar small business owners improve their their effort prof proficiency and effort productivity so let's now move to the next topic which is how white-collar small business owners can leverage their titles their uh, experience their credentials to build what we call the digital networking session and this kind of dawned on me a couple of weeks ago but it really hit me about a day ago okay so I can go back to times in my professional life where I was in situations connecting with other business owners and I would see like a I would see an announcement saying oh this person and let's use the industry uh, or occupation the attorney is coming to town to talk to uh, you know business owners or or consumers about a particular subject I was there I mean I recall Harley Gordon came from Boston Massachusetts he was an elder law attorney and he came to talk about um, uh, his his company and how it interacts with insurance agents okay so I went to Berkeley which was not too far of a drive I went to Berkeley and heard him talk the room was packed and it was packed not so much because of his subject matter 
It was packed because he was an inter he, he is an attorney. So that's very important. So what I want to let white collar small business owners know, if you are an attorney, a CPA, a dentist, a plastic surgeon, maybe you are a uh, CFO of a company, small business, and you have these credentials behind you, people are attracted to you just like a people are attracted to movie stars. Okay, so you see the big movie star is showing up someplace and there's like thousands of people trying to see this movie star. The same applies in business, especially when it comes to forming relationships, you know, formal or informal relationships with white collar small business owners. So as we continue to build the digital networking session, and if you're listening to this uh, today's session, today's episode, please know that if you have the title of, of uh, attorney, dentist, PhD, uh, CEO of, 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 of a company, and a doctor, you know, maybe a big time broker, and you're talking on, on talking about a subject that's that's pertinent to small business owners. Your uh, position is attractive to a lot of people. So how it how does that fit with the digital networking session and three two one biz dev? Okay, so if you are an attorney and you become a member of the digital networking session or the first digital networking platform that I could find that helps small business owners collaborate with one another, helps small business owners uh, develop more meaningful uh, referrals than some of the big groups that, you, that most people know of that charge $500, $700, $900 per month. A digital networking session where you don't have to drive, you know, 30 to 45 minutes back and forth an hour to an hour and a half back and forth, sit in a setting and hoping that someone likes you, that's very important, likes you and your products and services, that they will try to find a client or referral for you. Now, the reason why I said like you, there are lots of business owners when they go to these traditional networking sessions. So what I've heard and what I've seen is that, yeah, this person is a business owner for this particular product or service. And after the session, people are, are saying, this is something I heard just recently. Oh, I would never do business with her. Oh, he or she is a smoker. Or he or she uh, doesn't communicate their business, you know, product and service that well. So all of these things are kind of factors that... Um, hurt small business owners in these traditional networking sessions. You see, the reason why the, the, the digital networking session, uh, our platform uh, through 321BizDev is important is because not only are we creating a community of small business owners and consumers, we call them attendees, but we are helping small business owners learn how to uh, incorporate or learn how to be professional in their business with our sales system, the 321 
sales system, which is called selling without appearing to sell. So what does this mean when I say be professional? Okay, so you're at a traditional networking session and they say, Bob, it's your time to talk now. And Bob talks and Bob says, I'm the big deal. My products are the best. You know, I started back then. You know, I have a house in the nice part of town. I drive a nice car. Uh, we did X amount of millions of dollars last year. Do you think, based on what I just said, do you think those accolades that Bob just mentioned are attractive to other small business owners? Well, I'll tell you the consensus, the consensus that I've heard is no, it's not. It's not attractive because if you are a small business owner and you just heard Bob, you know, talk about how great he is, how great his company is, you know, how much money he made, you know, last year in his business. Would you want to refer a good friend or a colleague to Bob? Their answer is most likely no. Because what Bob needs to understand is that Bob needs to talk about his business um, as if the consumer is listening to him. The consumer is listening to him. And if the consumer is listening to Bob and, and Bob is aware that the consumer is listening to him and not just other small business owners listening to Bob where Bob thinks he needs to toot his horn and, and show how how much of a Billy badass he is, Bob would change his total communication if Bob was to, was directly talking to consumers. Or maybe Bob wouldn't. That's why 321BizDev is here with our sales systems and business development training. And, you know, I would, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I would say if I were Bob on this episode, but, I but I'll tell you what. 321BizDev, we have uh, something called the, the 22nd, the 32nd elevator pitch. And we will talk about that perhaps tomorrow on our, uh, I think it's our 1030 Pacific time, 130 Eastern time session. But that's the point I'm trying to make with the digital networking session and white collar small business owners using their titles, their experience, their their designations, people are attracted to that. So right now I'm, I'm speaking with a Florida professional and I'm letting this, this Florida professional know that if this person is looking for more business, all they have to do is start a digital networking session in Florida and then let 321BizDev invite people to uh, listen to this business professional and people will come. It's like location, location, or here's the other one. If you build it, they will come. Now, what we're talking about today and the two subjects that I'm talking about, these are advanced topics. These are executive sales topics. These are not topics that, uh, that discuss how to pitch your product or topics of you know, always be closing. ABC. Don't leave the appointment unless you close. Or if the person says no, use these objection handling techniques. These OJT, objection handling, OHTs. How to overcome objections. I'll just tell you this. 
please do not subscribe to objection handling techniques. That is the worst way to end a, a, a prospect appointment. And I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm, matter of fact, I'm, in, I'm on slide 50 now. I've been going through these slides in my mind, uh, letting people know these slides come from the 321 sailing, selling without appearing to sell training. The reason why objection handling techniques do not work and always be closing no matter what, the reason why these don't work is because if a business professional is at the end of the appointment and he or she is not sure about the outcome, that means something was not done correct at the, the contacting, the prospecting, the appointment setting and the pre-close phases or stages. So when that salesperson pops that question, which we don't believe in that popping the question thing at 321BizDev using the selling without appearing to sell training, we don't have that as a, as a, as a technique, popping the question. We have a very sophisticated way of arriving to what we call the professional close. But if this, the, the small business owner salesperson is relying on popping the question at the end and, and not being sure what that answer is gonna be, most likely it's gonna be a no. I I'll tell you that right now. Most likely it's gonna be a no. Then there's something not being done correctly in that small business owners sales environment and that could be for attorneys cpas dentists plastic surgeons insurance brokers general contractors and realtors so i just want to close today's session which lasted almost 40 minutes with um, 321 biz dev i believe we are the premier sales system and business development uh, company consulting firm located in California. Everything that we have talked about on this session, 321BizDev can do. In fact, as we build the digital networking platform, the DNS, the digital networking session, everyone that's invited so far has been called. So now as we move forward, we're going to start inviting attendees. So we wanted to, at least in the, in the month of February, you know, iron out some bugs, you know, add some members, some paying members, and we do have a few. Now for the month of March, we can continue adding members and now we can add attendees, but we need people. We need more members and we also need members to talk about their businesses, not so much from pitching the product, but talking about their businesses from a personal level. We need small business owners as members to be true influencers. And if you've been on social media, you heard about, oh, I'm an influencer. Okay, what are you influencing? Yeah, but on, the, on, a, on, a, on a professional business level, you can be a true influencer because you have you know, dynamite products and services. Again, my name is Rick Napier, the CEO at 321BizDev LLC. My website is 321bizdev.com. And if you want to learn more about the digital networking session, the first 
digital networking platform that I can find in the U.S. and Canada that helps small business owners collaborate, have more meaningful referrals to grow their businesses, please visit 321bizdev.com slash networking. And by the way, 321bizdev and the digital networking session is offered in English and Spanish. And if you need support with the Spanish a section uh, or the Spanish version of 321bizdev, please contact my partner, Jaylene Rodriguez. Uh, she lives in South Florida. Her telephone number is 754-600-9097. And to reach me, Rick Napier, the CEO, I can be reached at 415-413-0900. Take care and make it a great day.